0: You're listening to The Overcast, sunshine on a cloudy day, part of the Oversoul Gaming Channel. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to The Overcast, bringing you sunshine on a cloudy day. I am your host, Oversoul, and I'm here today with special guest... The Vaping Fiend, uh, my good friend Nick Ludlow. Nick, how are you doing on this fine day? I, you know
1: I'm I'm doing alright. Um, it's... it's been a bit of a day. I, I barely got any sleep, but, you know, I'll manage. I managed to make it to the... my local vape shop today, and, uh, I barely broke the bank, which I was really excited for.
0: Ooh, any uh any interesting flavors
1: i have this flavor called blutiful disaster it's a uh <laughs> it's a deep blue raspberry Ooh! i paid for it's a 120 milliliter bottle it's based i basically got two bottles for the price of one 20 bucks
0: not too bad, not too bad at all. Deep blue no, raspberry, not, you said. Not at all. Do you um do you get the the juice with the nicotine in it, or do you just get the flavor?
1: Three milligrams of nicotine.
0: Ah, okay, okay, yeah. Well, you do have a kid, don't you? So you know, those makes. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right. Well. Yeah, I don't really have anything particularly interesting going on myself. I mean, I was doing some seasonal work at UPS and that ended because, you know, seasonal. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, but I do have an interview at the time of recording this tomorrow at GameStop. Um, nice. They, uh, they did say that they don't have any open positions at the moment, but they're, they're doing this so that I can be like one of the first people they call when they do have one, which, This one, I think, kind of happens a lot, so so I'm hoping that that does lead somewhere here in the near future,
1: at least. And that'd be perfect for you, considering your whole thing is video games.
0: (laughs) Yep, and speaking of which, over here on the YouTubes, I just recently started uploading episodes of The Devil in Me. Now, just to be clear, I recorded this all the way back in November when it came out, and um, okay. I've been sitting on these for a while, Um and I did have the first episode available for members, for people who have a membership, um for a while. But now the first two episodes are out, and I'll be pumping out more as we go as I'm also finishing Plague Tale Requiem. And I'm also sitting on episodes of this horror game called The Chant, which I also recorded back in November that I'll be putting out okay. soon. But the dead space remake is coming out at the end of this month, and I think that one might get me back into live streaming, so we can perhaps maybe look forward to me doing a live stream of that when it comes out. But anyways, that's what's going on with me. That's what's going on with you. So this will take us to the media corner.
1: world) <laughs>
0: All right, everyone, welcome to the Media Corner, the part of the podcast where we talk about the games, movies, music, books, TV shows, etc., that we've been into lately. The entertainment that we enjoy, and we want you to enjoy as well. Uh, I actually didn't come prepared this episode for (laughs) this particular section, so I'm going to go ahead and let you kick this one off while I see if I can't pull something out of my ass.
1: (laughs) All right. So, my go-to... Game lately has been Grand Theft Auto Online. I like how it's maintained its popularity over the last decade. It's hard to believe it's been out for almost a decade. If it wasn't the promotion that PlayStation Plus had going on uh, before they released the PlayStation 5 edition for the game, I wouldn't have my nightclub. I wouldn't have my motorcycle club. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have a lot of things. Like I've got pretty much every business you can think of in the in the game and then some.
0: So the last episode I mentioned uh this YouTuber named Dr. ER and uh specifically because he's fun and educational and uh-huh. um another fun and educational video person over on TikTok of all places is I have no idea how the hell to pronounce his username, but it's um, I'm gonna put it up on the screen here too for those watching. But it's spelled M N D I A Y E underscore nine seven. It's like Mindaye ninety seven or whatever. But anyways, if you go on TikTok and search Animal Guy, he's the first thing that comes up.
1: Is he the one that talks? about all is he is he the the dude that talks about all the the animals and in, in a funny yeah i think I, I think i know who you're talking about
0: yep 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 I, he, he's got uh, because of tiktok censorship he finds funny ways to say things and but he's still teaching you something about the animals it's hilarious he's you know he's quick-witted he's fast edited you know it's great for people who are short on time or attention span um you know it, 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 it's 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 great um i I find it educational too but if you if you prefer to get more in one sitting he also has a YouTube channel um I think it's called rat. I think it's called like Rational Geographic or something like that. Yes, I okay.
1: Um, now that you mention that, yes, I do follow him. He is hilarious. You know, I'm gonna
0: fact. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fact check that. Okay, um, <laughs> here here in a second. But he but on on his YouTube, he takes all of his short TikTok videos and compiles them together into one big longer video. Nice, and they're themed.
1: Now there is a YouTube channel that I wanted to to plug and pretty much uh thank uh for basically uh helping me out with uh setting up my PlayStation 5 that I finally got my hands on back in September uh I was doing some research on YouTube looking up different YouTube videos and and stuff that I needed to do to prepare my PlayStation 5 and whatnot uh this channel is called ps ready it, the guy is uh, he's very informative and he doesn't just talk about playstation stuff too he's be there's been times where he's talked about uh xbox uh stuff as well so i thought that was really cool um
0: oh i'm sorry real quick i fact checked myself by the way and the channel is actually casual geographic that's that's his name on youtube okay casual geographic okay.
1: Okay. but yes okay that that makes more sense then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there was a couple of shows that I wanted to to plug as well that I really enjoyed that I think some of the viewers might enjoy as well. Or listeners. All right. So these shows that I want to recommend. Uh, The number one uh is manifest it is on netflix it was originally an nbc show nbc canceled it after 3 seasons it's they, they, they then they put it up on netflix and then it sat in the number 1 spot number 1 trending shows for a month straight. Netflix didn't want anything to do with it as far as making it an original show, but because it sat in that spot for a month straight, they revisited the idea. So they basically picked it up for a fourth and final season. And what I like, I like the fact that they made it into like a super-sized um uh final season. Like most Netflix shows have like uh, 10 or maybe 13 episodes this one was this fourth and final season was is has been split up into two parts with a total of 10 episodes each so in total this this fourth and final season is going to have 20 episodes another one that i i really enjoyed um after having someone convince me to watch it i i Lucifer. I, I absolutely loved it. I loved I loved all the Fox seasons. I loved all of the seasons that Netflix did. It just it could not have been done any more perfect. Lucifer is um he's a nightclub owner who is well actually you're gonna make me pull it up uh, pull up imdb (laughs) he said
0: like i can't rely on
1: the old memory yeah no i'm the memory's not the greatest that
0: doesn't bode well for the nostalgia
1: (laughs) yeah it's yeah true lucifer lucy fur l-u-c-y space (laughs) f-u-r Lucifer Morningstar has decided he has had enough of being the dutiful servant in hell and decides to spend some time on earth to better understand humanity. He settles in Los Angeles, the city of angels. Okay, so it's like a. It's a cry. It's, 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 it's. It takes place in the dc extended universe which i actually didn't know until a friend of mine showed me a clip of um uh one of the episodes of the flash where lucifer just so happens to make a cameo and this was prior to the lucifer uh the lucifer show
0: so that was, um, from a big crossover event in the Arrowverse called Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that, um, brought all of the characters from all of the Arrowverse shows together. Okay. Um, to stop, to stop a multiverse, th- multiversal threat. But it also, like, they show different worlds and, or different Earths, they call them. Okay. And, on these different earths were different characters from different DC shows like the very old school birds of prey or they had um they had the guy who played robin from the adam west batman obviously they couldn't get adam west you know right um, but they even brought in like brandon routh's superman from the 2016 movie was it i want to say or 2000 i don't know it, some Superman Returns, that one. Oh, um, okay. So they brought him in, and they brought in, like, I, th- I want to say it was Michael Keaton's Batman. No, it was him. No, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Okay. They just um brought a lot of stuff over from different universes. Mm-hmm. And they even had, like, Ezra Miller's Flash in there. And so, they yeah, there's a part where Constantine and, I want to say, uh, Black Canary or white canary go okay. to um it's Constantine and white canary they go to visit lucifer and he's on earth 666 of course interesting um, yeah and um that's the clip that you saw was from that that crossover event because they just brought over a lot of different dc characters from different things they even um brought like black lightning in for that one
1: mm, okay um,
0: All, all, all kinds of stuff. They just basically said that every DC thing ever is just canon to their multiverse line.
1: Okay. Now, manifest. uh, Let me pull up IMDb on that. Uh, A commercial airliner reappears after being missing for five years, as those aboard regenerate, or regenerate, reintegrate into into society. They experience guiding voices, visions of events yet to occur, and soon a deeper mystery unfolds. I like the approach that they took with this show because it does get somewhat biblical. I wouldn't wouldn't say somewhat. It does get biblical, but not to the uh, extent where it's too cringy to watch for the non-believer. But it's, it's really good. I, it's that's one of my one of my highly recommended shows. I'm not gonna say too much on it because season four part two hasn't even dropped yet, but it, it's they when it came down to rele- the the release dates for the announcement for season four and the release date for season four part one, they heavily rely on references within the show. And I think that's what that's what makes the show so interesting is they 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 heavily rely on references in the show for stuff that they do, and I like that.
0: Okay, okay. I actually had heard of this show before. Um, I mean, I I knew about both of them, but didn't know if everybody in the audience did. Um, right, but. uh manifest I'm glad that you refreshed my memory because I had actually been intending to watch that but I didn't know that it got canceled
1: prematurely Yep it was it was it was canceled by NBC and then and then uh Netflix picked it up
0: Oh Netflix picked it up so is it currently still going then
1: Yes they uh okay. if I'm 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 no, not necessarily but I I am willing to put money on the fact that they are going to drop season 4 part Two on June third this year, or possibly next year. I don't know. Simply because the the, the, the that date June third is a very significant date in the show, and they okay. have done they've they dropped season four part one on a significant date that's also within the show, which. I, I, I like the way they're doing things. It's just it's done so perfectly.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So I will I will add it to the list then because yes. if it was if it was something that was going to end before I, it had a resolution, I wasn't going to waste my time. But to know that it's that it kept going is good to know. So and it, that it is still going.
1: Yeah, so. they um they. Uh, the the fourth season will more than likely be the last.
0: Before I forget, since we are going to be on the topic of nostalgia today, let me do recommend the show Cuphead on Netflix based off the video game Cuphead. Yes. If you've seen some of my videos of the game, then you know what it is. You've seen me screaming and yelling and almost crying at it. Um, and uh. the show, however, is a completely different monster. The show is... A heavily inspired by like the classic Disney rubber limb cartoons of ye olden day. But also there's also, you can tell, like a sort of Ren and Stimpy vibe kind of mixed in there as well, in terms of the animation and some of the crude humor. And it's not too crude for children, but it's it it it's it's like some classic Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network shows we grew up with. It kind of like uh mm-hmm. treads that line, you know? It um it treads that line for sure. So you got like the weird Looney Tunes run and Stimpy humor and some of the animation, but also it feels very Disney at the same time. It's like this hybrid, and it scratches like all of the classic cartoon itches, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my recommendations. Do you have anything else?
1: Um, there's a couple of shows. Uh, a couple of there's a there's a there's a couple of shows coming out here soon. Uh, Within the next couple of days, HBO Max is doing an original series based on the video game franchise, The Last of Us. I am excited for this. Oh, yeah, that's coming out in a few days here.
0: By the time you're listening to this, that will already be out, I think.
1: Yes, it it will. the The 15th, yes.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Now I will say there's a movie. There's a couple of movies that I I want to recommend here. Uh, one of them that it, it's it's a nostalgic. It, the The movie itself is nostalgic simply because the original uh, the, the the original came out back in the 90s. Uh, Clerks three. If you have not watched any of the Clerks related movies like Chasing Amy, Mall Rats. Um, Jay and Silent Bob, uh, any of those, I highly recommend watching those as well. But the Clerks series alone is hilarious. And I will say, no spoilers, but if you are going to watch Clerks 3, make sure you have a tissue box. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, um... I'm not going to jump too far in the future here when it comes to preemptively recommending stuff. Otherwise, we'll be here all day talking about the Resident Evil Four remake and other stuff like that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I th- I think that I think that's good for the media corner in this episode. Let's go ahead and jump on in to this uh, episode's topic of discussion. Hey, member Ghostbusters? Oh, I Andy. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome to the topic of interest, the part of the show where we discuss this episode's topic of interest. And the topic this time is nostalgia. And, uh, this idea was actually, um, brought on by our guest, Nick. This, this, uh, this topic was his idea. So thank you. Thank you're, you for that. It's you're welcome. It's actually a really good idea. Yes. <laughs> so, um, uh, Man, so nostalgia comes in all bits and pieces, and it comes in all kinds of different waves and stuff. You got like, um, you know, your your early, your favorite childhood memories, your favorite memories with your buddies, you know, just memories in general. But then you've also got like, and it 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 ties in with memories, but you've also got like nostalgia that you have for media, exactly. You know? some of your favorite games and movies and stuff, and a lot of the, the reasons that people are so nostalgic for those games and movies and music and stuff is because of where it takes them. It takes mm-hmm. them back somewhere, you know, somewhere nice. You know, like you smell... Like like you smell a warm apple pie and you're like, mmm, that, that smells just like grandma's cooking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. then it it like takes you back to like grandma's house when you were young and you know you got to waking up on uh, on Christmas morning and there was the the broiled goose and <laughs> the <laughs> and the pl- plumberry pudding. <laughs> and anyways, uh, I didn't have any of that shit because I was poor, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, no, but seriously, it's just the idea that it that certain things can trigger certain memories and that's where nostalgia really comes from you know um, there's also an argument to be had that sometimes nostalgia can blind you to seeing the good and other things like uh, take for example uh, people who can't Admit when like a remake or a reboot is good because they're so stuck on the original being such a classic that they just that they're not willing to give credit where it's due. You know, um, that happens. Uh, that happens sometimes. Oops. And granted, there are some remakes that suck ass. But Hence there the are term, some don't fix actually,
1: what ain't broken sometimes.
0: Right. But there are some that are actually really good. And exactly. they deserve the credit that they get. You sometimes
1: know? the remakes um, are better than the originals
0: there are there are a few rare cases where that's true yes <laughs> um in the video, in the case of video games a lot of the times that's the case in the case of movies not always so much but um but in the, that's because with video games it's a quality of life change not just story you yeah know, it's uh, making the game more playable by today's standards
1: but mm-hmm.
0: so let me ask you uh what are some of your fondest earliest memories like think back like way to your to the to the depths of your childhood and like what's the earliest memory you have the youngest possible age you can think back to that was just like a very fond very happy time for you
1: I remember waking up on Christmas morning unwrapping the my very first playstation and it was the PlayStation 2 and in the plethora of games and I know it's one of your favorite franchises I don't even have to say it, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everybody knows but it was the very first Kingdom Hearts game and that was the perfect I I probably played that game first to be completely honest and I I just absolutely loved it but prior to my PlayStation two I had oh let's see I had the I had a Sega Genesis I absolutely loved my Sega Genesis I had um let's see one of my I don't know how many people know about this game or how how or even how popular it was but my favorite game that I had for my Sega Genesis was called boogerman he was a <sighs> He was a superhero that fought monsters in the sewers and his way of his his superpowers were like super blasted farts and flinging boogers at the bad guys. It was hilarious. Oh, and he he, he mustered up some nasty nasty ass burps, too.
0: Believe it or not, I think I've actually heard Sid Schumann talk about that game on the PlayStation podcast it's when he waxes so philosophical fun. about the Sega days. Oh, it, As you know, it, you want to talk about nostalgic gross games? Uh, Earthworm Jim was uh, one from my childhood. Absolutely. I grew up on... Somehow, some way, I always got lucky enough at every point in my life, even at points where my life was absolutely... Trash that somehow, some way, one thing that's always stayed consistent is that I've always had access to multiple gaming consoles mm-hmm. at the same time. And, um, there was no exception in my early childhood where I had access to the Sega Genesis, PS1, and Super Nintendo all simultaneously. Nice. And I tell you what, here's a bit of fun fact for, uh, those of you, see, this is, this is the stuff, this is the stuff you don't get when you only watch the Let's Plays. So those of you that are tuning in, you're gonna you're gonna benefit from this right here. Uh-huh. A little fun a little fun fact about Oversold. Behind the scenes, I got my start on recording video games. Like my obsession with recording video games started at a very young age. Eventually, that just evolved into the let's plays I do now. But I shit you not, I would plug the Super Nintendo into the VCR stick a blank VHS tape in there and actually record gameplay of Legend of Zelda Link of the Past uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past on that VHS tape like I'm sitting there recording no comment no commentary gameplay ahead of its time <laughs> like way before YouTube even was a thing that's
1: you something know? I didn't even know <laughs>
0: Yeah and you know what that evolved later I I had a DVD burner at one point Nice So I had it was a DVD VCR combo with a built-in DVD burner and I would play Kingdom Hearts games on the PS2 and I would record the gameplay onto a VHS tape Mm-hmm. And then I would, like, basically, I would stick a blank disc in the DVD part, and as I play back the recording of the VHS, it's simultaneously burning that footage onto that DVD on the other side. Nice. So I was making DVDs of my gameplay. Man, I I was doing this shit way before YouTube existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hell yeah. You know... And I had early starts. Before this channel, I had a different channel completely where I did, like, all kinds of random stuff. Eventually got taken down because of some Family Guy copyright stuff. But I had, like, a whole series called Kingdom Hearts The Random Files
1: where I just put, like— I remember those. It was footage of— Wasn't that your Jay Grizzle page?
0: Yes, yes, and it was actually stolen – the idea was admittedly stolen from another YouTuber at the time named DC Reverx who did the same thing but called it Kingdom Hearts the Stupid Files. <laughs> okay. And so uh, – but basically it was literally just – but she had no problem with the fact I did it because she actually saw mine and commented on a few of them and said that they were funny, and it was – like, a trend on YouTube at that time. If I'm being honest, it was, like, a big... Because this is when Kingdom Hearts 2 was really popular. Okay. And, um... So... So, yeah, that was right around the time that uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 was really, like, popular, right? When it really kicked off and there was a bunch of videos available for it that you could download on different websites, like cagevids.net and stuff like that. So people use those to throw these together. And these... Videos, the random files, the stupid files, and other variations thereof were basically just clips from the games edited together and then dubbed over with audio from like different movies and TV shows and video games and stuff. So, um, just like replacing the audio to make it funny or making jokes about, uh, stuff. Like a good example, uh, one, like sometimes it was, it was pretty hit or miss, but one that was actually funny was, um, there is a, a, a part where there's actually audio from the game uh, where they first meet Organization 13 in Kingdom Hearts 2, and Goofy's like, Oh, look, it's Organization 13! And uh, it cuts to them, and then it dubs over the audio as it's panning over all these guys in these black hoods, and the audio says, We are the men in black.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that's great.
0: Organization 13! We are the men in black. That one always did make me chuckle. That's the one i like the joke I remember the most from those because that one I actually liked did a spit take when I was watching it for the first time uh but yes, that was back when I was in high school yes that's 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 what that's what passed for funny back then mm-hmm. <laughs> so um. Man, time, woof time has flew. And to add to your obscure Sega Genesis games, by the way, I want to say mine is Arrow the Acrobat.
1: Okay, all right. Do,
0: do you remember that one? Did I, you ever...
1: I, I don't even think I ever heard of it, to be completely honest.
0: I mean, I played the Populars, too. I have a lot of fond memories of Sonic and Mario. Yes, um, Sonic. For me, it was particularly, like, Sonic 2 was, like, my favorite on the the Genesis that's... The one that introduced Tails, and you could give the you could give the second controller to your little brother and have them play as Tails because you know they were younger than you, so they weren't as good at you as the game. So you gave them the invincible character who can't actually die. You know,
1: one um, of my favorite Sonic games on the Sega Genesis was Sonic 3D. It gave uh, a feel of it wasn't your like normal like scroller uh, uh, platform type. 8-bit video game it was like it was like the first introduction i actually had to like something along the lines of an open world type um video game that like you could move around instead of it wasn't just a side scroller
0: you're talking about the one where you saved the little birds right yes yeah, that was actually, I feel like that game was slept on, if I'm being honest. I, it's underrated. I feel like that was actually what, that and Sonic Spinball, where he's basically a pinball, were mm-hmm. two two like gems in the Sonic lineup that I feel like not enough people appreciated how good those two actually were.
1: <laughs> that game was ahead of its time for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then we got Sonic 06 on the 360 and things just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. And then uphill again, and then downhill again, and then uphill again and downhill again, just like Sonic himself.
1: And now so. be- because we're on the topic of Sonic the Hedgehog, I figure I have to uh to to uh, it gives me a, uh, a chance to uh, bring up one of the channels that you and I used to watch together uh a while back, uh Sonic for Hire.
0: I knew you were going to <laughs> say that. I almost said it myself, I'm, you, but you beat me to it. Yes, continue. Yes. Yes,
1: yeah, Sonic for Hire was by far one of my favorite uh, memories that you and I share together when it comes to different YouTube channels that you've showed me. That and Ray William Johnson's Equals 3, which we watched Every single one of those in like a week or so. Oh God,
0: yeah, yeah, we did, and then and then he made that band your favorite Martian, yes. Um, but Orphan like
1: tears,
0: and then but it, you know, and then they they disappeared for a while, and now they're back. Yes, now they're they back, are. but that's that's not nostalgia. There, I mean, they got a different sound and everything. I they may do. have to recommend them in a future episode. Now that I think about it, but yeah. Um, it, a lot of things from our youth are coming back, so that's actually like, it's a good time to you know talk mm-hmm. about this stuff. Uh, do you remember Sanity Not Included? That was a YouTube channel. I think we watched.
1: A lot. Uh, yes, vaguely, but yes, I do remember the channel.
0: <laughs> that was like Lyle and Dexter, right? So it was mostly just like clips from video games where they dubbed them over with their own jokes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Stuff. That's it, what, that's, it was that's like. Right. V- yeah video game robot chicken or some shit you know Mm -hmm. and but they also had like an overarching story that was told through hand-drawn animations that Mm -hmm. went throughout and they had like i think they had like five or six seasons before they finally ended at one point lyle left and he was replaced by this guy named alex um and he was part of the show for a while too and um yeah, I think their last season was like in 2019 or something like that. So not that long ago. But sometimes that, that stuff feels like forever ago, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it does. It's like, uh, I remember, I remember um, it, not necessarily nostalgic, but I remember you are the reason I have such a love for the show Supernatural. You, I, I borrowed each and every one of the DVDs that you had and returned them on time. Well, not necessarily on time. I can return them whenever, but, you know. <laughs> what, do you th- what did
0: you usually... think it was, a blockbuster? <laughs> like... I mean.
1: <laughs> I mean I... No wonder I can't
0: find any success.
1: <laughs> Man. But no, yeah, I, I thank you for that, because I, I would have never even thought about looking into that show. That's by far still to this day one of my favorite shows. Yeah.
0: Man, it's so many things that we've that we've gone through. And so would you say that there's anything that you're like a huge fan of now? I know we mentioned Kingdom Hearts already, and frankly, I could do a whole episode on that series <laughs> too. Um but um <clears throat> but like is there anything that you find like you're still a huge fan of now that like you've grown up with over time and that's why there's that nostalgia like as you've grown up and matured so has this particular thing I know in my first episode I talked about like South Park doing that mm-hmm. um you know and like we've talked about Kratos doing that mm-hmm. so what would be something for you
1: Pokemon not even gonna lie man. and and the fact that Pokemon Go isn't still going strong, but when it came out, the fact that it brought together so many different demographics of people from different walks of life is amazing. And it just goes to show how amazing of a franchise it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I've seen, so like I recently got back into Pokemon because of several people I know just, you know, being <clears throat> absolutely gaga for it. Mm-hmm. And it, um, I've, this, the last one I played on the handhelds was Emerald on the Game Boy Advanced. Okay, and I skipped us so many generations for a long time because I just lost interest, and I'm back on it now, and the significant changes that they've made, especially like with the most recent entries in the in the franchise, um last year we got Pokemon Legends Arceus as, as one of them, and that brought it into a world where the Pokemon are on the map running around in real time and it's like a more open world thing and you as the player are actually in danger of being hurt by them not just your pokemon
1: interesting no ironically like, ironically i bring up pokemon my, for christmas my mom actually crocheted uh, a pikachu for me and uh, along with pikachu she she uh um crocheted a pokeball for me
0: Ooh, nice!
1: She's very, very creative when it comes to her um, uh, crochet. Like a while ago, I saw a post on Facebook having to do with like uh, an arts and crafts uh, project to like a crocheted uh, falcor from the Neverending Story movies. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if my mom can make this. Sure as shit, she delivered, and I have a crocheted falcor sitting on my bed. Man,
0: Falk or the Neverending Story, oh, that's nostalgic as hell. Yeah. That it is, is. <laughs> Oh man, that's a movie from my childhood that I'm still wondering whether or not I should have watched during my childhood mm-hmm. because damn that movie had some scarring moments. Betray you <laughs> <laughs> You know, like Oh man, the par the horse in the bog and the scary wolf. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yep. <laughs> like those are moments I'll never forget, but that's, that's part of nostalgia too, right? Even some of like, because now you can look back on it and know that you were just a silly child and there wasn't anything to really be scared of. I have one in particular when um I used to live with my great grandmother um, and a lot of my childhood memories are from there because she lived on this great big house on the top of a hill surrounded by 24 acres of woods and there was just so much to do and play with and run around and explore. I covered like every square inch of that 24 acres as a kid. Nice. Because I didn't have anything better to do, you know? Because um, eventually I had the Game Boy Advance, and I had the Game Boy Advanced SP then I had the DS, you know, I just kept moving up and up and up, so... <laughs> um and uh but like you know so there would be times i didn't have access to stuff or like the shows that i like to watch weren't on so i'd like explore the woods and stuff but i distinctly remember um there was like an animated cartoon based off the story of the little engine that could it was like a cartoon movie like one of those like straight to vhs that you buy, yes. like, the dollar, dollar store <laughs> type uh-huh, things. Yep. And um, right. I remember there being a scene where he's trying to get over the mountain and it's, like, dark and stormy and it's, like, he almost falls off a couple times. And, like, I remember as a kid, like, running and hiding under the kitchen table every time that scene came up because I found it scary for whatever reason. Like, I, I just... I have weird, distinct memories like that about certain things um, like, when you think of Pokemon, uh, where does that draw you back to in your childhood? Like, where does that take you, specifically?
1: Um, that takes me back to uh, the collecting of the Pokemon cards.
0: Oh, God, yeah.
1: I now, had, you... I if I remember, I, I still, to this... It's probably sitting in my storage unit somewhere, and I have no... I, just, I probably got lost, but I have an entire like binder full of Pokemon cards that probably hold a lot of value.
0: Oh, wow. Like okay. I have well, I a mean...
1: Japanese holographic Snorlax sitting in that binder. I've got uh, from... Is it, it was,
0: still in good condition?
1: <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. Um... There was uh, I have from it was it was a pro, it was a promotional card that they handed out at the movie theaters when the very first Pokemon movie came out. I have the Ancient Mew card in there as well.
0: Oh, I remember that. I remember that.
1: And I was actually kind of shocked. I had gotten like one of the the random like trading card packs, like the just the the regular standard trading card packs one day, and I opened it up. And the, the 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 holographic card that was in there, I lost my mind because it was a holographic Entei.
0: Oh damn! You don't say. I that that's got to be like. You speaking of Entei, um, the only Pokemon movies I ever watched were during my childhood, basically, and I think I yeah. stopped at like the fourth one with Celebi, and I haven't yep, seen any same. of them since. But out of all of them, the one I probably remember the most is the first one with Mewtwo. But yes. after that, I have to say it's the third one with Entei, which also happens to be my personal favorite. It had Entei, it had the unknown, it had a really—I really, really like the soundtrack to that one too.
1: Um, I oh, had man. the soundtrack for uh, the, the Pokemon the first movie and Pokemon two thousand. Now, there's a song on the soundtrack for Pokemon 2000 that I can't find anywhere but here on YouTube, and that is Pokemon by Weird Al Yankovic.
0: That was on that soundtrack?
1: It was.
0: But it didn't play in the movie.
1: It played in the end credits, if I remember correctly.
0: Okay, or did it play in, like, the little pre-movie short? Because, you know, they did, like, the Pixar thing with those. Because you remember how... The yeah. first, the first Pokemon movie introduced some Gen two Pokemon in that short, like um, Snubbull. They did,
1: yeah, they did Snubbull and Marill. Um, no, I think it was in the the end credits, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. It could, you could be right. It could be, in, it could have been in the in the uh, the the, the pre movie short. I so- can't remember.
0: Part of the reason the soundtrack to the third movie is so memorable for me is because when I was a kid, and this is more of that, like, the recording fetish I had that just grew into a Let's Play thing. Yeah. and
1: <laughs> Recording fetish.
0: Um, and <laughs> so I used to take, like, my great-grandma's, like, handheld, um, she had this big, <laughs> clunky-ass, like... Um, tape recorder that had like the play, record, pause button. You could just put a blank cassette tape in it and record. But it wasn't like a little handheld recorder. This was like, this was noticeable. Okay. You wouldn't be getting any covert operations done with this thing. You know? No. Um, you know, <laughs> this, this was like bigger than the, than the cancer phones. And. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and. <laughs> but anyways, I would take this thing and I would hold it up to the TV while songs were playing. And Okay. Um, I swear I was a little diva or something because if I was trying – I had to do this shit when I was home alone because if something happened in the background that interrupted – because I wanted the song and the song only. So if it picked up any noise in the background, I would be like – God damn it, <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> I told you not to make any noise, <laughs> you know, yep. just like I had my Christian Bale on set moment, you know, the set of Terminator, just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you walked in front of the lights, um, so, but yeah, so I, I had that So I would take that little, that that tape recorder and I hold it up to the TV speaker as the song I wanted to record was playing. And I would, I recorded like all the songs I liked from the soundtrack of that movie. But, you know, keep in mind, I'm recording it directly from the movie itself. So there are some moments where it catches sound effects too. Like the, the opening song, the Pokemon Johto remix had some of the audio from the current battle that's happening while the song is playing. So you caught that Mm -hmm. in there. Um, so that evolved into, um, now for this, we're gonna need some context. Context. Let me, uh, let me pull up the, uh, the way back machine and take y'all oh. back to, uh, a time on. Cartoon Network, where it was pretty much ruled by this group of cartoons known as the Cartoon Cartoons. Cartoon and,
1: Cartoons. Yes, yes. <laughs> and
0: the, how you knew which ones they were was because at the end of every episode of their show, the main character of the show would pop their head out of the Cartoon Network logo and say, Cartoon Cartoons! You know, or. Mm-hmm. Um, and these shows, the. The cartoon network had all kinds of stuff on it at that time, but the cartoon cartoons specifically were a weird breed. And they consisted of shows like Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, Time Squad, uh, The Grim Adventures, of Billy Billion Mandy, which back then was known as Grim and Evil, Mike, Lou, and Aug, I Am Weasel, Robot Chicken, um, Cow and Chicken. Not Robot Chicken, Cow and Chicken.
1: <laughs> I love Cow and Chicken. Uh, that um, was, that was, that, and I think Two Stupid Dogs was in there too.
0: Two Stupid Dogs was a different thing. That was one of that was part of their early morning run. That was okay. Um, gotcha,
1: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that was okay. part
0: of their like cartoon short early morning <clears throat> run. Now, Two Stupid Dogs actually got its its sh- its start on Cartoon Network. Used to put out this series called The What a Cartoon Show, and I remember that. Basically, what it was was basically three short animations that were supposed to be pilots for different shows being pitched to Cartoon Network and a lot of shows got their start on there. Um, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy got their start on there and they were originally nice. known as Grim and Evil because half of the show was about the Grim Reaper and Billy and Mandy and the other half was about this brain in a jar attached to a bear known as Hector Concarne and he was yes. trying to plot world domination. Eventually that half of the show got axed and General Scar moved in as Billy's neighbor in the Grim adventures is a Billy and Mandy. Um... And which is what that show became, but other shows under Cartoon Cartoon Umbrella included like Sheep in the Big City, Courage the Cowardly mm-hmm. Dog, Ed, Ed and Eddie, Johnny Bravo you know, so like you get the picture at this point, a lot of them don't exist anymore, like Mike Lewinog was one of the first ones to go poof Time Squad, poof, I have a lot of nostalgia. I remember that one distinctly because it was this big hulking doofus, this smart robot and this little nerdy kid that would mm-hmm. basically travel through time and fix time distortions there was like, history wasn't yes. happening the way it was supposed to and they'd go back and fix it so mm-hmm. every friday night this particular group of cartoons would get together and host a special event called cartoon cartoon fridays and this event was used as a catalyst to push out seat like premiere like new premiere episodes of sh- like these were the first time anyone got to see these episodes on tv of these shows mm-hmm. um, and every friday it was always hosted by a different person, you know, like uh, Double D from Ed and Netty hosted once, Dexter hosted once, uh, I think Samurai Jack hosted an ep, uh, uh one night, you know, um, Weasel hosted one of them, they always, Johnny Bravo hosted one, they always had someone different, the Powerpuff Girls, yada yada, um, and so I watched these every night, and you see, what happened was one fateful Friday night after Cartoon Cartoon Fridays, Toonami came on, Yes. This was a little bit different because usually it would go into like the late night like the uh, it would go into like adult swim or like the Tex Avery show or some late night stuff like that, you know. <laughs> and the Tex Avery show, man, that's a whole different box of elephants right there. But yes. <laughs> um but like I mean I As a kid was watching like old school black and white cartoons on Cartoon Network at like two, three in the morning, like Tex Avery, Betty Boop, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, so Toonami came on one particular night and this was a very special run of Toonami because they weren't doing anime like they usually do. And this was back when like they were running like Dragon Ball Z episodes in the middle of the afternoon.
1: Yes. This was
0: before Toonami was an Adult Swim thing. Mm -hmm. And I was there for the beginning of Adult Swim. I remember when it was a pool, when it was still a pool, you know. Yes. And the the bumper would be like, all right, all kids out of the pool. Adult Swim is starting now, you know. And they had shows like Baby Blues and C Lab 2021 and Harvey Birdman, Attorney Law. And fun fact for a lot of those shows, they just reused assets from old Hanna-Barbera shows. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because um, that was back in the day when Cartoon Network was still rerunning a lot of Hanna-Barbera stuff from Boomerang, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm. this this particular fateful night, Toonami was playing music videos. And these oh, music nice. videos happened to be from two of who later went on to become two of my all-time favorite bands, Daft Punk and Gorillas, And they played four nice. songs. They played four songs by Gorillaz. I believe it was like, no, it was three songs by Gorillaz. They played Clint Eastwood, Tomorrow Comes Today, and 19 the music videos yes. from their first album. Because this was when their first album came out. This was the year. This was the time. This was my, this was how I discovered Gorillaz. And nice. So, and then Daft Punk right after them. And they played four music videos for them, which were all back to back. Um the first four songs from their discovery album one more time, aerodynamic, um digital love and harder better faster stronger. And okay. These music videos the Gorillas music videos were all standalone but the Daft Punk music videos together When all four of them were watched back to back, told a story that ended on a cliffhanger. And it turned out to get the whole story, you had to watch this movie called Interstellar 5555, which is a feature length animation that plays the entirety of their Discovery album to a cartoon about aliens aliens being kidnapped by a evil record company on Earth, being forced to perform for them and being saved by another alien that has a crush on one of the band members. Um, okay, you can actually find the full thing on YouTube and watch it. It's really good. Um, it's 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 such it, it, yeah. And so this started my love for Gorillas and Daft Punk, and sadly Daft Punk is retired now, but Gorillas yeah. is still going strong with a new album coming out this year. And I am still a huge fan of both of them. And nice. I still get nostalgia for that night <clears throat> when I go back and watch some of these music videos.
1: Nice. While we're on the topic of adult swim and stuff like that, I was watching, I I had to look it up to see how old the show was, but moral oral, the pilot episode, there was one line in the pilot episode that absolutely had me rolling on the floor, laughing my ass off. And Moral and his friend were walking, were 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 walking, and they were like, Well, let's cut through the cemetery. It's always pretty through here. Is that because dead people make good manure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Adults <laughs> win is wild, man. I mean, they, they used to have shows like Super Jail and Metalocalypse. <laughs> You know, um, and Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which was my jam for the longest time. I have a lot of nostalgia surrounding Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That was my number one adult swim show. So stupid, but that was the point, you know, the point was that there was no point. And fun fact about that show, um, adult, like they didn't think that they would be able to sell it as just anthropomorphic food just does nothing, just does random crap. Um, so they actually f- lied about the premise of the show when they pitched it to Adult Swim and said that it was going to be about them, like, fighting crime and solving mysteries.
1: <laughs> and so
0: they, that's what they actually do for, like, the first three episodes. And then they immediately stop doing that and just do random shit. <laughs> it's, yeah. And it just that it becomes, like, the vulgar messed up show that we all <laughs> know and love where Carl dies every episode. <laughs> hmm Yep. It, it's, 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 <clears throat> oh, man, it's, it's great stuff. Um, do, do you have any particular, so like, you know, the only theme park I've ever really been to is Six Flags, uh, out in Gurnee, uh, Gurney, Illinois. Um, yes. I actually I,
1: used to work there. I worked there for a little while. It was, nice. it was really interesting. I, I've, I've got some stories on that. <laughs>
0: well, I, it was actually like my first experience with roller coasters and I was to say I was maybe like 13 at the time. So that's back when they had the Superman. Um and that, that's it or still not, there actually oh is it okay so yes, that was actually my first roller coaster which I think might have been a mistake because like I'm afraid of heights and like that the track is above you in that bastard so yes. like uh, but they did tell me they're like well if you can handle this one you can handle any of them and right. I ended up in that same day riding the Batman the Iron Wolf the Raging Bull the Eagle <laughs> the Viper I ended up going on all them sons of bitches <laughs> um
1: See, my, my first theme park experience, like you, was, was Six Flags. Um, but this was back, I was in third grade and I, I had won tickets through like the, the little, um, like the, the math booklets that they, they would have you, they would have the, the kids do in, uh, in grade school years ago, just for like incentives. And, I I was in yeah I I was in 3rd grade and it was right around the time the first Space Jam movie came out and I remember going on the 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 was it the the River Rapids ride and not long after in the uh, in Hometown Square at the Music Hall they had this is back when Six Flags still had their contract with Hanna-Barbera they had a Dexter's Laboratory musical slash play inside the um, uh, music hall in Hometown Square. Okay. It was really cool.
0: Wow. I was going to ask um, if you've been to... I, I'm sure you have some more major theme park experiences considering that you uh, hail from the land of Florida. Uh, the,
1: Disney, the, yes. The, I absolutely, The state
0: yes. of funny headlines.
1: Yes, exactly. I'm, <laughs> and the meth yeah. gators. Yeah, that that part. <laughs> um, no, there's there's a lot of... Different, like nostalgic uh, aspects when it comes to my experiences at Disney as well. Um, I remember my first time at Disney. I was fifteen. There was a ride that I absolutely fell in love with, and this falls under the nostalgia category as well. Uh, not just because of its of, of the time it, uh, uh, I experienced it, but the ride as well. The ride. Is called Rock and Roller Coaster featuring Aerosmith, and it's basically a uh, a high speed uh, limo ride to an Aerosmith concert with backstage passes. Because when you first enter the, the 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 room to do the debriefing for before you get in the line for the ride. They have this. It's not necessarily not necessarily animatronics, but like an animation up on a wall that looks like it's inside of a recording studio. And Steven Tyler, uh, Joe Perry, and all of the guys from Aerosmith are in there, and their managers like, "Hey guys, we gotta go. You guys got a show here." And Steven Tyler sits there and he acknowledges the the physical people that are there in the room. He's like, "Well, what about these guys? Why don't we hook them up with backstage passes?" It's a really cool and nostalgic ride all on its own. And it doesn't take off and then catch up to 60 or 70 miles an hour. It takes off at that speed. And it is amazing. And the entire time the roller coaster is going, you got Aerosmith music playing in your ears.
0: I've never had the good fortune of being able to visit like any major theme parks like that or Orlando studios or anything closest I ever got was Six Flags out here. But
1: there, there was another ride that is, uh, it was it uh, the, the, one of the, one of Disney's most famous movie franchises was based off of this ride. And it, it, the, 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 main protagonist just had was just made headlines with his uh, ex, Amber Heard recently, and and in, in recent uh, in recent news, um, Pirates of Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Oh man, I was gonna guess National Treasure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> righty then. No, that that's actually another one of my favorite franchises that Disney did. Although they didn't, they never did any sort of rides uh, in, uh, having to do with National Treasure. But yes, that's another movie franchise that Disney did that I absolutely fell in love with the first time I saw it. But uh Pirates of the Caribbean, hands down. I saw I actually got to ride it before they started making changes when uh Pirates of the Caribbean uh Dead Man's Chest came out because when Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest came out is when they added uh Jack Sparrow, uh Davy Jones and all those fun characters to the ride. And Johnny Depp, Keir Knightley, Orlando Bloom all of those guys were there at the the, the grand reopening of the ride. Ooh! Yes, nice. I didn't have the fort. Uh, the I did not have the uh, the. the I, I wasn't fortunate enough to actually be there for that. Although that, all that would have been amazing to see Johnny Depp in person. It, it would just it would just been amazing.
0: Man, well, I'm glad somebody got to have the good theme park experience. <laughs> I basically just binged all the roller coasters and said, "Well, I'm done." <laughs> that was um you brought up uh like, you know, like grade school and all that earlier and it got me thinking about like, um nostalgic school stuff like uh like book fairs. Yeah, remember book yes. fairs? Yes. You know, or, or just like going to your school library and just like rummaging around the different like, books on the shelves, just looking at things, or just, like, checking stuff out from your local library that was, like, before, before Redbox, before Netflix, you would go to the library, get a library card, and just rent, like, old-ass movies.
1: hmm There was, uh, a while ago, this was years ago, back when, uh, uh I, I, again, I was in grade school, um, right around when, uh, what? Which movie was it that Dobby was in for Harry Potter? Which one was he in? Was he in uh, Prisoner of Azkaban?
0: Um, I think that's right. Hell, I can't remember honestly though. <laughs>
1: um, there was a, a a Dobby statue that they had inside of a Walmart, and they were doing like a a contest for like different schools in the in the in the Rockford School District and my mom just so happened to be the pto president of the school that i was going to at the time she <laughs> signed up our school and they had like like what like a, a reading contest and the winning school got to have that dobby statue in the school library and my school just so happened to win the reading contest
0: the, um so do you have any like you know still thinking about childhood right now um do you have any like what's your first i mean cuz like i said nostalgia can be like <clears throat> good memories and bad memories and stuff like that but like so what's like one of your first like oopsies as a kid you know like <clears throat> like you know like maybe you fell off a skateboard and broke your arm or something like that you did like a you you thought that you were going to you know surprise your parents with a home cooked meal and you just set the whole stove on fire you know anything like that
1: you'll laugh at this one i it was actually my and i got my first bike without training wheels uh, i was at my grandparents house and my mom and dad were there as well and my my grandma my my grandma and grandpa they lived on a busy road and their driveway at the end of their driveway was a busy road and across that busy road was a ditch because i wasn't i hadn't gotten the hang of the riding a bike without training wheels just yet i found my way across the street into the ditch but what's funny about that is my helmet was one of those really cool helmets that had like a a brain on it and my dad he's in the medical field he made the joke well like well if. If it if things would have went really wrong, I don't think the uh, the medics would have been able to tell between uh, your helmet and your actual brain.
0: <laughs> uh, interesting dad humor to keep thing, keep you from freaking out. Yeah, I yeah, I had some bike oopsies myself. I remember <laughs> in my 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 teen years, I was riding my bike real quickly down a hill, and um, my foot had slipped off the pedal and like into the spokes. So my oh no. It got stuck between the wheel and the bar that, you know, keeps the wheel attached to the frame. And so I ended up, like, flipping over the handlebars, and I I walked it off. I was surprised I was able to walk it off. Like, man, the things that we put up with as kids that our bodies just couldn't – Like, my old ass wouldn't handle that now. I'd be in bed for, like, three days after that. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) I can't do that shit anymore. But, like – Man, it's amazing just like the injuries and other mishaps that we just walked off pretty much as kids. I remember, like, obviously, I didn't have as good of a depth perception back then, because, or, or less of a fear of heights for some reason. Because I remember climbing to the tops of them big ass slides, and instead of sliding down them, just jumping off, mm-hmm. you know, just to like show off. I, you know, raise your hand if you ever did that shit as a kid, you know, like, right? Jump, you know, see how high you can swing, and then jump off at the height of your swing every you time. Know, like, see how far,
1: yep. every time.
0: <laughs> and, or the um the kids that would swing really high and then do like a backflip you know yeah mm-hmm. I never did that shit I never I never uh even now I could, when I they, could hardly do a somersault
1: even <laughs> so. now when I take my my daughter to uh, a playground I'll I'll try and like if I have somebody with me like another adult to keep an eye on her while I'm on the swing I'll try and swing as high as I possibly can and I'll just jump off
0: did you ever, once you were older enough, um, and, you know, for the playgrounds <laughs> that still had them, you know, the 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 carousel type thing, just the big, the big spinny pinwheel looking thing with all the handlebars uh-huh. sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. So did you ever, like, start that up yourself? Like, just grab the bar and just run in circles and then just hop on yep. and just hold on for dear life? Sure did. <laughs> and then, like, did you ever regret that after the fact? Like, oh, God, what have I done to myself? Pretty much. <laughs> Hopefully it'll stop soon. Like two hours later, it's still spinning. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I have so many fond memories of that. Yes. Man, the video games and the, the shows and the movies of our childhood. You know, we've, we talked about so many of them: Pokemon and Space Jam. You know, grew up on the Sega, the Nintendo. Uh, you know, playing in the woods, playing on the playground. You know, Spiral the Dragon gets a special shout out for me, by the way, oh, with the PS1 yes. game nostalgia. Uh, yes, so much PlayStation, absolutely. so much PlayStation nostalgia, special. <clears> and uh, <throat> Nintendo 64 was a big one in my childhood as well. That's where my love for things like Mario Kart, and Mario Party, and games like that evolved. Uh, Smash Bros. That was all. They all got their start on the Nintendo 64.
1: I never and- had a, a Nintendo 64, but I do remember. A majority of Oh, the you consoles. poor soul. Yeah, I know. I I, all, I do remember going to uh, Circuit City, though, every once in a while and going to the, the video game section and playing the demo of uh, Pokemon Stadium that they had. Oh, my God,
0: yes. And I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, like... I that's that's a huge part of my memories is like going to the store like I I hate going to the store now but when I was a kid I used to be excited to go to the store because well everyone else was doing all the hard work shopping my ass was in the electronics section playing all the game demos you know Uh and that would be so many places (laughs) I mean like GameStop used to have those and they don't really even have those anymore and but like Back when malls were malls, like they had like EB Games and I remember EB like Games. That. And you know, so like places like Walmart and Target and Kmart, R.I.P., used to have these video game displays. Um, old, like you said, Circuit City, which basically no longer exists. Uh, nope. Best Buy, they they used to do that a lot too. Best Buy was one of the best places for it. In fact, yes, they because were. They're electronic, electronic <clears throat> focused. Um, another, you know, um, another and, store
1: uh, that was good for that was Media Play. They had a lot. Yep, of- that's
0: that's exactly what I was about to say. We kind of linked up here. Yep. <laughs> Media Play. I remember when I was a kid going there. Um, yes. If you're talking about the one in Rockford, yes. Um, had like a section specifically de- designated for kids, and like
1: they sure did.
0: And it was like. <clears throat> Like they had the chairs you could sit in, and like the books you could look at, and other stuff that you could do. Like it was, it was perfect. Like that Media Play was a fun store. When you walked into that place, it just had this like wel- welcoming vibe. They were there's not a lot of stores anymore that let you like fiddle with shit the way that that those old stores used to. Exactly. Like, you know? There's like I remember places like Toys R Us and Media Play used to be very you know let the kids take the things off the shelves and play with them we don't care exactly you know, let, them, let them go nuts and have fun but now it's it, that's not the case so much anymore no you know? um, but no it's, uh, the, uh, t- Toys R Us was another was another one you know they had a ga-
1: they had a they had a um, they had a, a a section specifically dedicated to video games too.
0: Yep, and that was, man. I spent so much of my childhood in Toys R Us. Yes, uh, when it was still around. Oh man, I remember when I remember when the mall in that area had a movie theater in it. You know? yep, it they makes, sure did. It makes. I mean, I grew up in the '90s, but like, it just it makes me sound old. Like I sound like an old guy reminiscing, but it just goes to show how much has changed in such a short period of time.
1: I mean, we it's, are in our thirties. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, we are, but that's still not like old, old, right? Just, that's like,
1: yeah, true.
0: Just think about how much more <laughs> change we have yet to experience as time goes on. But, like, uh, you know, speaking of time going on, uh, let's look back on some of the more recent years of our youth, like the the teens and the early twenties and stuff. I remember I met you in my early twenties. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of shindigs. I remember. We used to come over and hang out a lot, and we would... um, So many memories of, like, playing, like, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh,
1: that um, was by far one of my favorites. I remember a certain prank that you pulled on me, sir.
0: Oh, really? Do do you want to enlighten people?
1: Oh. Let me remind you. Ghost Pepper Salsa.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) I'll let you tell the story. Yeah,
1: okay, so... Oversoul here, he doesn't like spicy foods. And I I know that. But he was renting a house. uh, He was renting a room in his his, uh, ex's cousin's house. And he shared the refrigerator with him. Not thinking. He's like, dude, I got this salsa you gotta try. So me not thinking, knowing that he doesn't like spicy foods... I downed the entire spoonful. He looks at me and he goes, dude, that's ghost pepper salsa. You're going to unalive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: My man. mouth
1: was Look. on fire for a good half hour, maybe an hour. I cannot remember. It was, it was bad. <laughs>
0: So here's the thing, right? So for even funnier context, I intended for you to take a taste of it. I gave <laughs> this guy, I gave this dude a tablespoon. And like, I'm not, you know, when this you buy a This was not a, a tablespoon.
1: Of- this was a full, like, this was like a fucking soup spoon, bro. Yeah,
0: so like, you know when you, <laughs> you, know when you buy a full set of silverware, and they got the tiny spoons and they got the big spoon. This was a big spoon. Yeah, this was the and- biggest spoon
1: he could find.
0: And I but I intended for him to like slurp a taste of it. Yeah, I wanted him to taste I even said taste this. But he this man was like a cartoon character, and he just took the whole thing and said Schlump. And, <laughs> and I had a look of horror on my face. <laughs> I know I did, because I was like, dude. I was like, that's Ghost Members. Oh <laughs> and then of course he had a look of horror on his face once he realized what it was, and then it kicked <laughs> in. <laughs> yup, <laughs> that was. Oh, uh, that that was that was a moment, man. That house was creepy. Remember it we was. Used to go ghost, ghost. Remember, we used to go ghost hunting in there
1: a lot. I remember we. I remember one night specifically, we did it. it, it, it like, like as soon as we got done watching the first Insidious movie, and I absolutely, yes. I avoided that movie like the plague for the longest time <laughs> until the sequel <laughs> movies came out. <laughs> Bro, oh, that movie was creepy as hell it was. when it first it
0: came out. Through
1: the window. By the window. But it's even
0: like especially like I think atmosphere has a lot to do with that, right? Because I yes. remember the first time I watched The Grudge was at like one of my mom's ex boyfriend's houses and he lived like in the like in the outskirt one of the small outskirt towns out here. And um it was Uh, his house is like, you know, behind the house on one side is a corn cornfield and the other side is the woods. You know, yeah. And the the water heater makes funny noises at night. In the, it sounds like someone's dragging an axe across the basement floor. Oh, jeez. So I watched The Grudge alone at night in this house. Oh man, and that was a mistake. Yeah, that was that, a mistake. For the longest time, I could not hear the death rattle noise without it shivering me timbers. Yeah, no, like, that,
1: that, death, that death rattle sound is still cringing to, to me to this day.
0: Yep, yep. It, it is, it is. It, it's, ugh. And, yeah, that's, I mean, but that's the, the Japanese horror, man. Oof, I'm telling you. survives. The Japanese don't <laughs> fuck around. Nobody survives. Nope. Oh, but, man, we had we had a lot of good memories. We used to uh I used to throw a lot of parties and we had friends who used to throw a lot of parties. Yes. And man, we had some there's a reason I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I can't tell you that you know, like I mean I do like I had I had some white rum on New Year's, um, you know, a couple glasses, but like never again like the I tell you what, I'll never touch UV blue again. No, that's
1: for sure. Oh my god. I okay, so I've got a couple of stories now that you brought that up. <laughs> I remember it was what? New Year's Eve twenty thirteen going into twenty fourteen. I remember this specifically because my dumbass decided to get a six pound bag of gummy bears. Okay. You remember oh, yeah. you remember yes. this. That was
0: yes. okay. We did the vodka soaked
1: gummy bears. We soak yes. we soaked those things in vodka overnight. Those things expanded. You could not taste the alcohol and that was dangerous. Now the next day, New Year's Day, my birthday was by far, probably as far as hangovers go, the worst birthday ever. Because I woke up. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I woke up and I immediately went to get a screwdriver and I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. Oh no. This is going to be a bad day. I was praying to the porcelain god for all the way, th- that entire day, all the way through to 10 p.m. I don't remember how I made it home. <laughs> Oh
0: man, we were wild back then. Oh my god, it was crazy. I remember one of our <laughs> friends who used to throw parties in his basement all the time. Yes, well, in in his parents' basement. Yes. Um, and we we had some nights down there that we used to play beer pong. That was where we got introduced to Flippy Cup. That's where I first discovered the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Um, I think he called it know, Tippy it, Cup. Tippy Cup, yeah. Well, they didn't want to steal the name from the show. Yeah. So was, but, um, more like Tipsy Cup. <laughs> Am I <You're> right? right. <laughs> anyway, anyways. Um, but it was wild. And I do remember specifically one, one friend of ours who shall not be named. They know who they are. Yep. But they got a little too much of the drunk, uh, one particular night by making themselves a, killer cocktail uh, culmination of what I can only describe as an abomination to science. Um, Yes. (laughs) Like, I I swear this this drink was an offense to God himself. (laughs) Like, this... It it was like literally five of the hardest possible liquors you could imagine mixed
1: together with no chaser. He had two of them. I remember specifically, he had two of them. And he it bullied. resulted in, it, <laughs> resulted in a, it resulted in a resulted a, in a a rampage that he ended up going run taking off his shirt, running around the house. I my skinny ass tried to fucking catch up to him. <laughs> he grabbed me by the neck and flipped my skinny ass. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, you know, several like, people okay. tried
0: to restrain him.
1: We we, we we tried to get him into. We, we tried, like we, we drived uh, a car down to the the backyard to get him into the car and he wasn't going. And then when we called the medics, the medics got there and the medics thought that he drove the car down to the backyard.
0: He had a hard. They had a hard time with him too. But they did. You know, safe to say that this particular friend uh, survived the night just fine and well. That's why we can look back on it and laugh now. Because oh, he did.
1: Know, he, he did. He there, was a fool. There's a and bit gets, more to this story. Um oh, he was yeah, living with me at the time. He was my this this friend was living with me at the time, and <clears throat> he was living with me, uh, me, me, my my brother, my mom, and. The, few other people my, my 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 house is pretty much like the halfway house of the neighborhood that my mom had a bigger heart than she should have at the time but a bigger heart than a, than
0: a, a heart bigger than her pocketbook
1: pretty fucking much <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking, i know the feeling <laughs> no she text. she met him at the hospital and she texts me and she goes this man is being chased around by three security guards He is in his underwear and he has to pee. I'm like, I know his situation isn't funny right now, but this, that night he earned the nickname Captain Jack Underpants.
0: That man was goaded with the sauce. He
1: sure was. <laughs> He's, he, he knew what he was doing. He does, no, yeah. he didn't.
0: He didn't, though. He did not know what he was doing. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure his memories of that situation are very vague, I believe. I'm pretty
1: sure he remembers um, the next morning, though, because they. they he, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go into detail. Let's just say that he may have pissed off some of the nurses.
0: But, no, yeah, so it's all just funny stories now. I remember specifically another another friend of ours who I won't – who, again, I won't name because it's another, like, embarrassing funny story. Not as bad, though. Right, okay, yeah. And just to be clear with that last story, it's a funny story, but we uh, do not condone substance abuse over no. here. You know, please drink responsibly. You yes. Know, be be smart. Um, But – so there was, I remember one time we were all headed to the movie theaters and um I, th- I was in the oh, front, I, I was in the is. passenger seat. Yeah, I was in the passenger seat with whoever was driving. And uh, you were in the back seat, you and another friend of two other friends of ours. And one of them was um, smoking a cigarette and drinking a soda. Okay. And um, I remember that they had put the cigarette out in the soda. Oh, but no. They were-, they were a little out of it that day and they kept drinking the soda. <laughs> I know, forgetting you're not. Put- oh, my God. They forgot. Who they they put the cigarette out in it, right? And they kept drinking it. And they were like, "Man, this this tastes kind of funny." <laughs> oh my and I'd Be God. like, well, I, I I didn't even realize. And then, of course, they had the realization after they said that. They're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that yes. sounds horrible. <laughs> yes. Oh man, those were, those were some of the most funny days. Um, yeah, I remember besides All-Stars, we, we played a lot of Mario Party. We, we watched a lot of Family (coughs) Guy. Um, I remember the same guy who lived with you for a while, lived with me for a while. And I remember that, uh, that's back when, uh, the The Walking Dead was really at like its peak yes. of its story. Like mm-hmm. during the prison the, the prison years. And like so we watched that like every Sunday. Nice. You know, pretty much all the way up until the Negan stuff happened. I think was like right before I ended up moving to Freeport. Yep. Um so and yeah, just like Wow, all the all the parties and just having people hang out and the memories involved with that. We used to go to what was it, Magic Waters? Yes. Now, and it was, isn't it like a, a an offshoot of Hurricane Harbor now or something? Yeah.
1: So Six Flags acquired it. It will always and forever be Magic Waters to me. It is now called Hurricane right. Harbor Rockford. Okay. They, okay. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go into a little bit of detail when it comes to like the whole like, Six Flags thing. Yeah, Six Flags will say that uh, they they made it better, but because of how because of the the demographic of Rockford, it's a poverty driven city. They've made it worse. Parking is no longer free. It's about ten dollars for parking. The prices for food has skyrocketed if you want to do like anything like uh it's just, it just got it, it's it's ex- it's expensive now and there there it's right around, right along the prices of six flags great america and Gurney. it's it did it, it, it no longer meets the demographic of the rockford community it, it, it's it's unfortunate to see something from my childhood take such a turn but I mean, it was being run by the Rockford Park District, who wasn't really running it all that well. One of the uh, water coasters that they had there for the longest time had to uh, be shut down uh, because they had five different lawsuits. Uh, It was the the Splash Blaster 3000. They they had five people hurt their backs because they were not... um, Inflating, they were not maintaining the inflation on the raft, and people mm-hmm. got hurt. So they had lo- the had lawsuits, and they had to tear it down, and they replaced it with a, 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 a ride called the Screaming Lizard.
0: I remember me and our aforementioned friend got on that water coaster together uh, in the same raft, which in hindsight was a bad idea because between the two of us, there was too much weight. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and we ended up like – so at the part you remember where the coaster like goes inside the tubes and gets dark and like you kind of like – it's it goes back and forth like left and right and so you, you like slide up the wall a little bit. Yep. Yeah, well, we went, like, literally halfway up the wall <laughs> in that part. We were, like, <laughs> literally horizontal. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, that was a bad idea. Oh, but, man. man, I rode that coat I'm glad I got to experience that before it got shut down. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, though, of, like, you know, uh, how many things did we survive as kids that we probably realistically should not I'm have? telling you, I like, was looking back on
1: it. I was actually one of the first people to ride that water coaster. My fifth grade teacher was the head of the lifeguards that's how i was able to do that
0: <clears throat> oh that's that's awesome do you remember the giant drop though because I, I remember i did that like once uh, <laughs> just to say i did it and that was it not the giant drop but the the double dare drop, yes that's what it yes was. i remember that, slide. that
1: very well that 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 i did that a handful of times actually
0: i think i did it like once or twice and after that it was it see it's funny because like i was down for that stuff in my early 20s even though I still have like a fear heights, but like I think the older I've gotten the more aware I've become of my own mortality and now like thrill-seeking stuff seems a lot less thrilling <laughs> you know See, now man, it just seems stupid and dangerous roller
1: coasters for me still to this day is nothing but an adrenaline rush for me
0: Oh, I would still love to ride roller. Co- I would still do roller coasters. I hate the climb, but the rest of it's fun. But like, oh, I love it. You couldn't. You couldn't pay me to like go skydiving or bungee jumping or anything like yep, that. Yep. No, nope,
1: I'm perfectly fine riding in an airplane. But I will. You will not catch me. Uh, you will never catch me jumping out of one.
0: I I don't even want to ride an airplane. Honestly, like I just like, I wish there was a better alternative besides air or water <laughs> to yeah. get to other places. You know, <laughs> there's not. We need we need one of those like cross country bullet trains. They just need to build that shit already. Just a bridge from America all the way over to Europe and a bullet train that gets you there in like three hours Pretty, tops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, let's
1: go. Pretty much, let's make
0: it happen. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, but I will uh, either say way, though you still have to ride over water. I will a say
1: <laughs> um, a, a lot of the different like nostalgic movies that come to mind when my when I when I think about my childhood. One of my all time favorites uh, the 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 main actor he he was a comedy genius. May he rest in peace, Robin Williams. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire. Hands down. Oh, yeah. That was where my love for Robin Williams began.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, mine would probably be the genie from Aladdin. That would be my first. That's my first memory. Actually, yeah. Which no, also happens that to be one of my right. favorite animated yep. animated Disney movies. See, that character sparked a love for me of characters that fall under this kind of like fourth wall breaking, um, meta humor, pop culture references. Um, and like of the ability to just like materialize anything out of anywhere. And the the genie, the genie wasn't the one who started that. It was actually Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny did a lot of that stuff, yep. but, but the genie like popularized it to a higher degree. And you know, that's those, those, that particular type of comedy has always been fascinating to me, even as a young kid. Oh, yeah. And that evolved into things like, you know, like uh, Pennywise from the It movies, from the newer ones. Yeah. With Bill Scarsgard. Mm-hmm. He's got those same powers except evil, you know? Right. He he can turn into different things. He can make stuff appear out of nowhere. Like and then yeah um I talked about in the last episode everything everywhere all at once. The villain in that basically has those same you know cartoon character powers. You know yeah like cartoon sound effects that play when she does some of the stuff she does. Oh yeah um you know like making a person's head explode, but instead of blood, it's like confetti that comes out. You know just that kind of stuff. Um and the genie basically sparked my love for those types of characters. Oh, yes. And your love for Robin Williams, besides Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: He was just all I mean, around one of my favorite actors. Um, fun fact about Robin Williams. There was an episode that him and Billy Crystal cameo, uh an episode of Friends that him and Billy Crystal cameoed in, that they weren't even scripted to be in. They were nearby finishing up the filming of Cadillac Man, if I'm not mistaken. They were approached by the studio that was filming Friends, and they were asked if they wanted to do that, if they wanted to make a cameo. Their scene in that episode of Friends was completely 100% all improv. There was. They didn't have a script or anything. They d- improvised it all.
0: That doesn't surprise me. Um, I can't remember the name of the band, but Robin Williams was actually... He played a character in a music video for an old 80s rock band. Oh, nice. Uh, at one point, too. Where uh, I th- he was trying to get money from somebody who owed him money, if I remember correctly, in the music video. I'll have to do some research on that later, but... Um, it, When I think of like childhood Robin Williams movies, I think of like Flubber. Yes.
1: Um, I loved Flubber. That's, I love Flubber. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Disney did him dirty. They really did him dirty. Like they, they, they used his, uh, like without his consent. I know, like they, 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 they had sold the products of The Genie with using his voice recordings, um, I mean, yeah, obviously he, he signed off on fucking like papers and whatnot, but so they could do pretty much anything they wanted with his voice, but they, they did him dirty. They, like they, they, they used him for the, the couple of movies that they did and they just fired him.
0: I know what you're talking about specifically. Like I've, I've, um, I've heard the, um, the deep dives into this. So what happened was that he agreed to play the genie with the understanding that they wouldn't use his likeness to sell the movie. They didn't want him to be the selling point for he he didn't want to be the selling point for the movie. That makes you know? yeah
1: that's yeah that's right. Um, okay
0: but and they agreed to that but then when they actually like started putting out trailers and posters and stuff they put a heavy emphasis on the genie yep. and it, that was like to his dismay so actually um after robin williams stepped down as the genie he was replaced by dan castanella who's the voice of homer simpson yep um and he played him also in the kingdom hearts games as well he sure did so
1: there um, was they 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 had robin williams recorded hours of material uh, for his character for the genie and they had to go through to hours of different material just to pick and choose <laughs> yeah. what they wanted for uh, the best parts the, the, the best parts exactly and then like they yeah he didn't come back for the, uh, uh, the second Aladdin movie but he came Robin Williams reprised his role as the genie in the third Aladdin film <clears throat> <clears throat> the king of thieves yes Yes. Yeah,
0: I actually remember that one probably more distinctly than the second one, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It was one of those trilogies where I loved the first one and barely remember the second one, but then really love the third one. Oh, yeah. And that that was one of them. And hell, like, the songs from the first Aladdin are classics, you know? Oh, yes. Um, absolute classics, you know, Friend Like Me and uh, <clears throat> all that, but... Like and I, I, I really enjoyed the the live action remake too. I
1: thought Will Smith did a fantastic job in that. He sure did. And there's rumor but, uh, going around that if they do do if they they, they do still plan on doing a, a sequel uh, for the live action uh, Aladdin franchise, but they're talking about, from what I've heard, they're talking about getting Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, to play the genie because of all the controversy oh. around Will Smith.
0: Yeah, I think like that's kind of done and over with now, uh, or at least it should be. Like we've all moved on from the slappening. It's
1: done. <laughs> yes, the slapping. Oh my god! Keep <laughs> my wife's out. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth.
0: <laughs> oh shit! God damn. Um, but like I, I re- like. When I think back on, like, Aladdin, one of the first memories that I have is actually, like, the opening song from Aladdin and the King of Thieves, where the whole town is singing about Aladdin and Jasmine getting married. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're gonna have a party and it's gonna be the wedding of the century. And, like, the genies, like, run around as different characters trying to get everyone all hyped up and everything. Uh-huh. You know, it's, like... Oh, I, I loved it. Um, I just love like some of the story, the storylines that that one took. It's weird. I always have like a, sometimes the thirds are the best for me. Not always. It's like um, Pirates of the Caribbean, The At World's End is my favorite. And that's the third one. Mm-hmm. But like Lord of the Rings, my favorite is the Two Towers. Yes. And I think it's, there, there's weird reasons for it. Like Two Towers is my favorite because it has the most Gollum in it. Yes, Gollum is absolutely
1: and, like, the best.
0: And that's that's got that's like specifically the only reason. Even though Return of the King is an objectively better movie, Two Towers is my favorite. um, Oh, personally, yeah, Yeah, I have. Oh man, (laughs) that's um. Lord of the Rings is 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 pretty nostalgic for me too, but I I read the books. And yeah. Then, let me tell you that that was some heavy reading for uh for at the time I read it. at the age I read those books. I don't even think I understood most of those old English words, if I'm being honest. <laughs> right. But but I got the gist of the story. I I read them. I know enough to remember specifically that all of the stuff that went down with Shelob in the Return of the King movie actually happened in the Two Towers book. That nice. uh, happened in the book. I also remember that the books were split into two halves. Like, mm-hmm. but I remember reading the two towers and the first half of the book focusing on, like, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, and then the second half of the book focusing on Fr- Sam and Frodo. Yep. You know? And, um, Poor Sam. He remember, always got
1: the shit into the stick.
0: He did. <laughs> he did. But, man, he stuck it out. He did. And I also remember Return of the King, the book, ending not where the movie ended, but actually with them going back to the Shire and having it have been taken over by Saruman, like the their mayor corrupted by Saruman and the Hobbits have to deal with that before you get the actual ending where Frodo and Bilbo go off to the Land of the Elves. Mm-hmm. So, I they cut that out of the movie, but I, I, I have the extended editions of Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray and they added in so much from the books in those. I have that same and, collection, by the way. They actually give a fate to Saruman, like, by having Wormtongue kill him in the extended editions, which is something that should have been in the original. Yeah. Like, they left his fate unknown for whatever reason. Rest in peace, Christopher Lee, but holy shit, like... (laughs) That was one of the loose ends that didn't need to be cut out. Like, all this other stuff... Like, some of the other stuff they add in to the movies in the extended editions didn't need to be there. But, I'm, you know, it's nice that we have them. Like, there's a whole scene, uh, I think, in the beginning of the third one where Murray and Pippin are, like, high on pipe weed and, like, having a giggle. And uh, it's, like, they're just, like, laughing and, like... Off their rocker around all of these like dead like orcs and ents in the water,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Um, there is a and and this is in a in a, in a recent video game, but it's still Lord of the Rings uh, um, uh, related. Uh, there's this game that there's a a, a a piece of the map on Goat Simulator three where you you they have a, a fucking Hobbit hole. On a t- on a fucking mountain, and you go in there, and you can f- you find uh, 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 the the hat that Gandalf wears, the the, the Gandalf hat. You also oh, find nice. the um, the One Ring, and when you activate its powers, it goes over the goat's neck, and it basically has the same effect as when Frodo put the One Ring on; he disappears it's in oh, wow. it's interesting that
0: is cool um I, mean, I was just thinking too because you mentioned like harry potter earlier and we were talking about schools do you remember those days in school where the teacher would decide to be lazy and just like put a movie on yep for everybody i sure do and i actually that was the first time i ever saw harry potter and the sorcerer's stone was in school um on VHS tape on one of those big old fat TVs sitting on the on the train with the mm-hmm. with the belts keeping it from falling off uh-huh, you know exactly
1: <laughs> I remember oh um, man
0: that was actually the yeah. first
1: time I watched uh well the, my my teacher skipped over one uh, they, they we only watched uh, the the second half of this movie because the the first half has a pretty risqué part in it but it was right around the time uh, when the the movie Titanic came out, and it was we we were I was in third grade, and I was given a homework to watch the entire Titanic film. Obviously, my mom had to like cover my eyes when draw me like one of your French girls, <laughs> right, right, right. Innocent Speaking eyes. Speaking of Titanic,
0: I I saw that that's getting a limited re release in theaters in 4K and 3D.
1: It is. I saw that too. I was gonna bring that up earlier but i i was i put I didn't did i couldn't think of a, a, a proper way to bring it up until now
0: <laughs> but that's yeah that's 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 very very interesting you know i spent i spent a lot of time in schools and classes for neurodivergent children and um i so i remember like I, I have like weird nostalgia for like some of the, the, the like the punishments too, mm-hmm. like in school suspension or like writing the same line a hundred times, you know, like Bart Simpson's doing on the chalkboard yep. at the opening of every episode. But we I had to do that on sheets of line paper. Um and I I remember one time I had like detention me and one other kid, and the rest of the class got to go on a field trip to a museum, and the the, the principal actually took me and the other kid with them. To uh, help them, like uh, deliver some, like he he took us in his pickup truck and we helped deliver some wood to a friend of his or something. Oh, nice! And then he bought us Mac- McDonald's, nice. And in a way, we were kind of like, oh shit, this is like a reward, right? <laughs> because like, 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 haha, y'all got like, you know, y'all had to go to a boring ass museum and we got McDonald's, <laughs> you know, because that was we were kids, so that's how our brains worked, mm-hmm. you know. At the time, um, man, I also remember before. Did you ever, like, this is a question I, I wanted to ask before I forget. Did you ever, and I'm not talking about, um, I'm, I'm not talking about, let's be specific here. I'm not talking about the erotic arts when I say this, Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just talking about things that were rated higher than than you were allowed to watch. Did you ever see something as a kid that you shouldn't have, but, like, it led to you becoming a fan of it? Like, for example, I started watching South Park when I was probably, like, 13, like, way before I should have. I, I remember I saw the first Final Destination movie on TV, not like a year or two after it came out when I wasn't supposed to, I was supposed to be sleeping and I kept like peeking out from under the covers and like peeking glances of the movie. (laughs) And I distinctly remember like the scene from the end of the movie where the sign swings into the back of the guy's head and shit.
1: I, Um, yes, actually. Um, and it's, it's uh South park. Uh, what I, I was on a vacation with my mom and my brother, we all went to Paducah, Kentucky to visit my cousins. And, my cousins had a PlayStation one and they had uh, one of the South Park games for it. and if I remember correctly, it was the one where, you, where, you, where you're running around South Park trying to find all the turkeys.
0: Okay. Yeah. That yeah, was my first, first exposure
1: shooter. to South Park. And when I got, that's
0: actually pretty tame compared to the show, if we're being honest. Though. Yeah,
1: that's fair. But no, like um, that was my first exposure to South Park. And then when I got, uh dish network when my mom got dish network she had we had comedy central and south park was one of my favorite shows that i would go behind her back and actually watch but then she found out i was watching it late at night and she blocked comedy central
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. To be fair, we we should not have been watching those things no. at the ages that we were watching them at. I was watching like we talked about Adult Swim earlier and I was watching a lot of that stuff. Now, granted, when Adult Swim first started, it was still fairly safe because they had like shows like Space Ghost Coast to Coast and Baby Blues, which was like Sunday morning comic strip. You know, they they weren't really pushing the envelope at this point. They weren't they weren't putting shows out that were like super gory. They were like a little bit with like C Lab twenty twenty one, mm-hmm. but even then, you know, it was toned down mostly, and they were just reusing old Hanna Barbera assets anyways, and like dubbing them over with new audio. So but then after a while, you know, they got, but even, you know, just the themes and stuff, Yeah, you know, like I remember when the Simpsons first started, a lot of parents like freaked out because Bart Simpson said stuff like eat my shorts and don't have a cow. And just like, look at, Weird. look at what they get away with say on TV now. Exactly. You know?
1: There was another so show that funny. I, that I, uh, that because, because my mom had blocked comedy central, I, I discovered E! Entertainment channel 46. Uh, and uh, in, in, it was channel 46 in Rockford and late at night, Howard Stern would come on. And yeah, he, he was a pretty, really? yeah, he, he had a on broadcast television, Howard Stern. Yes. They had Howard Stern on wow. broadcast television. Yes. A lot of the shit that he had on there was censored, but yes, Howard Stern was on broadcast television. That's
0: insane. And
1: now you can't find him anywhere else other than other than if you have a subscription to Sirius XM, which I actually worked Dang. for them for a short period of time.
0: Wow. Yeah, well, I, you've been around. I thought yeah. I thought you were going to say Beavis and Butthead for a moment because you know they made a resurgence recently with a new season on I and the great cornholio
1: I need TP for my bunghole. Are you ready? <laughs> yep,
0: yep. That was another weird show that I grew up with, man. We, the 90s was full of weird cartoons that we really shouldn't have been watching. Even the ones that were supposedly safe for kids, they went through so many, like, moments where they weren't always, like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, for example, was kind of a gross out cartoon. I mean, Mm -hmm. they, they ended up in a lot of predicaments where they, where they ended up, like, completely butt ass naked for whatever reason. (laughs) Yes. The
1: Mucky Boys (laughs) episode?
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, okay, so there was actually an episode of Dexter's laboratory that had to be, like, take, I don't think it ever actually got to air. Like, it was canceled before it even aired, but it was called Rude Removal. And this is true, you can look it up. This, in this episode, the idea was that Dexter, um, took him and Dee Dee and he, uh, put them in this device where it, t- it takes all of their rudeness and extracts it from them and, like, c- creates, puts it into another being. So basically they separated their polite side and their rude side. So their polite side was like, you know, running around being like super nice little perfect angels. But the rude sides were going around cursing, flipping people off, mooning people. And the (laughs) Cartoon Network was like, no, we can't have it was censored. It was heavily censored, but they still wouldn't allow it to air because it was just too much and like but you can find it on the internet now and someone even edited it to make it uncensored and they dubbed in like the uncensored audio all righty so, then yeah so <laughs> it's like a almost and i think adult swim themselves actually uploaded it on their youtube channel at one point nice so yeah the uncensored version so you know <clears throat> there is stuff like that i remember I remember Adult Swim when the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film film for theaters came out, which later was released as Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters for DVD. Yes, Um, It when that first came out, they aired the entire movie on Adult Swim one night, but the gimmick was that it was a tiny little video in the corner playing over other shows. And you couldn't really you could barely see it, you couldn't hear it at all because the other show's audio was playing. So it was just it but it was the entire movie from start to finish, just playing in the corner when other shows were playing, like a little face cam oh, nice. down there. <laughs> yep. Uh they they were always doing stuff like that. And so most of my nostalgia in, besides video games just revolves around, like, cartoons, if I'm being honest. And I even watched some of the, like, Tom and Jerry, Top Cat, Yogi Bear, yes. Huckleberry Hound, Quick Drama McGraw. I watched a lot of that. Those cartoons were before my time, but I grew up with them. I grew up – I'm so – I feel so, like, grateful to have grown up in that era where I got to, like, be a fan of the old and the new. Like, mm-hmm. I I grew up around people and in a time where I got to experience vinyl and cassette tape, and CD, and Walkmans, and all this evolving into MP3 players and iPods, and, like, I grew up with that. Yeah. I grew up with with us going from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray to streaming. Like, I was there for that evolution. And a lot of people who came after me can't say that. They they, they were born in the Blu-ray age. They were born in the iPod times, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> you, you know? Uh, a, a little- back in the days
1: of the wordy-word books. Oh yeah, a little off topic, but still on topic. <laughs> I remember one of the one of the times that we we you me and a friend we went uh, tech nerd. We went to Summerfest back in what 2014.
0: Yes, for the
1: first PlayStation event that they had out there, and still to this day, the picture that you took of me uh, with your what was what, what, what Samsung did you have at the time? I can't remember. It was it was oh. one of the newer phones.
0: Was it no? Was it was maybe it was the Galaxy S6? At the t- no, no, it wasn't that one yet. It was before that. It had to have been. at that time. I think I had like a a crappy like Cricket phone. Oh no,
1: you had a you had a decent phone because the quality of this picture. I used this picture as a profile picture for myself for the longest time, and it's still to this day one of my favorite pictures that you took of me while I was sitting there playing. Um, uh, infamous second son on one of the oh, ps4s that, that they had one. in that uh, playstation trailer
0: yes yeah yeah that was like the closest that i ever got to i ever got to going to like a official like event run by a company like playstation like they playstation themselves was actually there unfortunately nobody that i knew um but like because i do know a few people there right um
1: and I remember, but, that we, I think it was in that same weekend, we, you, me, and Tech Nerd, we went to uh, E3, uh, the E3 theater experience.
0: I think it might have been the same weekend, or it might have been like a, a different one. But we did, the three of us also go together to that too, because I remember you and I staying the night at his place. I remember that, yep. Out in Wisconsin, and we drove there. Yep. The next, so I think we actually two bird one stoned it. I think we did one one day and one the other. Yep. So, um, and I actually went to several of those with him and several of those with you. And um, and then
1: we we met up with uh, one of the contestants from the Tester Season Three at one of the local ice cream shops in Milwaukee. Um, yep. Oh, what was I the? remember that Asuka four two four. I still have her on my PlayStation friends list.
0: Yep. Um, and um, I. I don't think she's on Facebook anymore, but she was for a while. I had her as a friend on there. Okay. Um, But yeah, she's still on my PlayStation friends list as well. Um, I actually remember getting a lot of insight from her into like how that show actually worked behind the scenes. Yeah, we. It was kind of interesting. That's where I learned that a lot of the stuff you see in reality shows is just a bunch of bullshit for the most part. We
1: sat there and talked to her for a good couple of hours too.
0: She was also on a show called King of the Nerds that was on TBS. I remember that. Yep. So that was um yeah, we've met some we've met some people. It's kind of cool. I also remember I went to a local Comic-Con um in um in that was in Rockford at the time and I met the the guy who voices Lionel from the ThunderCats. Nice and um the the guy who created the oblongs at other adult swim show i met both of them very nice um i got pictures with <clears throat> both of them out there somewhere on my facebook i'll have to dig for them and that oddly enough was also the place that i had met one of your exes before you even met her and started dating
1: who was it was it oh chelsea that
0: th- yeah, at the time I didn't know. Like at the because they were they had a cosplay contest and she was Harley Quinn
1: for that. Yep, um, yep, that part. She was. So she was, and, she, that was her. That was her thing.
0: Yeah. So and that like there was there was a lot of good cosplay at that contest though. I remember the dude in the Iron Man had a like a Iron Man suit that was actually like did things when he hit the buttons and stuff, mm-hmm. and he was the one who won. So. Oh, man. So many memories. So little time. Yep. It's, uh, you know, that's one of the things about nostalgia. It kind of reminds you that, unfortunately, eventually, down the road, all good things must come to an end. So in the last episode, I uh, didn't have enough comments yet at the time of recording it to be able to read any, but I got a lot of comments at this at the time of recording this one. There's a bunch on the first episode, so I'm going to read some of those now. Um, uh, Theodore Taylor says, uh, this was deep and global warming is real. Why is this warm and freaky? Why is it this warm and freaking January? <laughs> um, he said, I'm enjoying it, but I definitely understand the gravity of our human condition and the price paid due to it. Very... Very deep take, my friend. I uh, enjoyed reading that. Uh, Omega says, uh, "That says our, our friend Oscar, I'm very glad that my suggestion helped kickstart this new project, Oversoul. I definitely enjoy hearing more of your takes about entertainment or even life in general. And about character development at The Office, we have been rewatching The Walking Dead, so Daryl Dixon came to my mind on character development. Nice. So that's a good... Yeah, so I because I asked people for their uh their favorite character development um because that was the topic of the first episode. Yeah, and yes, I would agree. Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead definitely comes to mind as well. Um, you left a comment. Yes, I did. That said do no do no harm but take no shit is something I've been living by lately as well. Keep up the good work, bro. Well, thank you. That was you're welcome. Very kind. And then, uh, my good friend Mythos, Wolf Brother Mythos from Frost and Fist said, A Really great podcast, my brother. I think it's great that you discussed your own character development, and I'm really proud of the way you've managed to better yourself over the years. It sucks that you had to go through some heartache and hardships to get there, 100. but you're right. You've come out of these things stronger than before. I really enjoyed that talk about Kratos and South Park on the same subject. I think these are great points and well thought through. Trying to think of some character development that I enjoyed. I'm suddenly drawing blanks on examples, although I know I always enjoy seeing Seeing that he must have edited this because he goes on to say, Oh, Riku is a great example. Uh, Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. By the yes. Way. Uh, fueled fueled by jealousy and his competitive nature at first, finding the value of his loved ones, holding himself apart from others because he's been tainted by his past, and ultimately accepting who he is to use the strength built by his journey to help build a better future with his friends and for others as well. He really found his own heart by the time he's promoted to Keyblade Master. Anyways, good show. I'm looking forward to more of these podcasts in the future. Well, thank you so much for that. If you're listening to this one, then this will be the third at this point. So, I hope you've enjoyed all of them so far. So, anyways... That'll be it for this uh, particular podcast episode. Thank you, everyone who's uh, listening. If you would like me to read your comment on the next episode, then please leave it down below. It may be an episode or two. Um, Chances are it will be the next episode this time because I'm actually going to take a week hiatus after this one. And so the next episode after this one will actually be two weeks out, not one week out. Um, well, I decided to put together some time for topic and, you know, uh, spend some time working on the Let's Plays. So besides the comments down below, you can also reach me at the Gmail that's, um, MrOversoul53 at gmail.com M-R-O-V-E-R-S-O-U-L-5-3 at gmail and Oversoul53 on Twitter O-V-E-R-S-O-U-L-5-3 uh, Nick, do you have any socials that you would like to plug? Where can people find you? Uh,
1: you can find me on TikTok at v.vaping.fiend uh, I, I, I don't post very often, but I've got a lot of content on there Um that's pretty much, uh, I mean, I, I have Facebook. I've got Twitter, but I'm not usually, I'm not, I, I'm barely on either of those other two, but TikTok is my, it has been my go-to lately. Um, But yeah, if you, if you guys want to follow me on TikTok, uh, it, don't be butthurt if I, if I don't follow you back because I kind of reached my cap on people that I can follow. Uh, I, I really wish that they would, uh, they 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 would they would fix that and be like an unlimited following type thing but think the, the cap is 10,000 so
0: and uh how about over on the would you like some people to add you on PlayStation for the sake of like playing GTA online yes
1: yeah like actually yeah that'd be perfect um if anybody wants to uh link up for some uh heists uh on Grand Theft Auto online my PlayStation Network tag is Durbinator 541. That's D is in Dog. U R B is in Boy. I-N-A-T-O-R 541.
0: All right. Well that's all we have for you on this episode, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, click that like button to feed the hungry beast. That is the algorithm because it helps not only with that, but also lets me know that I'm doing a good job and that you genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to my guest, Nick, for joining me. I'd be happy to have you on another one. Hell yeah. And uh, until the next time I'll catch you all in the let's plays. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>